a look behind closed doors, an ear for disregarded topics, a voice for the quiet ones. Up next on Ara City Radio, Francisca explores local matters. On local matters this week, we focus on the Black History Month. The One People ASBL has been hosting this cycle of conferences, this special month dedicated to black history here in Luxembourg since the beginning of October. So many conferences, many events have already passed. And my guest today is Diana Tapé. Hello, Diana. Hello, Francesca. How are you? I'm very good. And you? I'm also good. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So you are going to host one of the events you have on the 19th of October, so that's next week. Um, you host together with Madeleine from One People ASBL an event on microaggressions. Yes. What can people expect there and for whom is this workshop? This workshop is going to be for everybody, especially people working with children in school, social people, social workers, if I can say like that. But actually, if you're a parent, you have children, you are kindly invited to be part. It's going to be a workshop because I'm a coach, so I will have a group coaching for all the people who will be there on microaggression. Why is this topic important? Obviously, we are in the context of racism, of, um, well, it's the Black History Month. So why in this context do you feel like we need coaching on microaggressions? Yeah, we need coaching on microaggressions because a lot of people doesn't know what is microaggressions. They go through it. It created a lot of mental problem, especially on children. And a lot of parents and a lot of social workers don't even know how to go about it, how to deal with it. So we are taking this occasion to educate people, to help parents and social um, workers to deal with it in the proper way. What um, experiences do children, probably not only children, but you talk about children, what kind of experiences do they make? Can you name an example? Yes, of course. I have a lot of examples. I'm, I'm actually confused because I don't even know which one to choose. For example, you know, microaggressions are very silenced. It's not aggressive. Sometimes people who does it they don't even know that they are doing it because it doesn't come with a bad mind so for example a child i can say a child coming to school for example and then is maybe is black uh, he has been schooling in luxembourg he, he was born in luxembourg schooling in luxembourg is able to speak luxembourgish And is he, he goes they go somewhere with their teachers and everybody the class people, and an adult come across them speak with other kids in Luxembourgish, and immediately he stop on a black child, he starts speaking French for example, and the child 
when he's like that, he's kind of, of confused. He may not say anything, but in, it can create something in his mind. Frustration, sadness. He will not understand why I was, I'm able to speak like Zambargish. And when he's like that, this child can feel different. He can feel very sad, and then it can create something else. This is, um, and if, if we go about it, you will see that this adult did not, he doesn't know that he did something bad for him. He was trying maybe to help this child, maybe feel more comfortable, but in another way, he created something bad for the child. Those are the kind of mi microaggressions that kids go through. If you say that that's more of an inconscient process, so people who use microaggressions are not really aware of the fact that they do, it's not intended. How can you then react to these aggressions and respond to that? All right. We, when I say this, uh, in this my workshop, we are going to educate people to tell them what is micro aggressions when it's like that all of us even me you as i'm talking now you can take like a deep breath and think about it ha ah, have i done something like that before you start thinking about it and you realize that oh okay maybe if you see the person oh i was sorry i didn't do it intentionally this is the first thing that we have to do and when it's like that as a grown up person or as a teacher or a social worker when it's happened like that and you react you see you are i can say a witness of what has happened you can come to the child or to the adult oh ask genuinely why have you decided to speak french to this child The person may say, oh, no, 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 uh, I think maybe. And you say, oh, you don't have to do that. He can also speak Luxembourgish. And you can comfort the child. Oh, I'll sign Luxembourgish. Those are the way of reacting. Or even take this adult separately and tell him that when all those children, all those children, they're in the same group. They know the same thing. You don't have to treat one differently. This is how to go about the microaggression. This is one of the uh, one of the way. As a coach now, my work is to train the children. When I say train, is not the right word, but to accompany. I don't know if I can use that word in English. To, de to develop their self-confidence, to go with them, like to assume who they are. And when it's like that, they have enough boldness to face microaggression. Where would you draw the line between microaggressions and racism, actually, racist comments? Yeah. You know, first of all, um, these microaggressions have been seen at the beginning in the state mainly in the schools where um, there, is, there are minority black people. Those are the first person who started facing microaggression. So the microaggression started in racism, mainly based on colored, colored people. Sometimes 
they will not tell you, oh, they just come um, because you were black. They gave you, they have stereotypes. Black people do like this. Black people like maybe dancing. Black people, they are only good in sport. So the whole thing started in the, in the state. And now people have started using the, the word microaggression for minority group of people. But mainly you feel microaggression in racism. People do have different behavior with other people because of their color. And because it's micro, they don't come in like um, broadly for everybody to see. Is is They take it like it's normal. You, you just see somebody of color and you say, oh, where are you from? For me, it's not a problem. I'll be very glad to explain to you where I'm from. I'll be very happy to tell you my story because I'm um, an expressive person. But for somebody who doesn't like talking or who is very reserved, is a problem. So you don't have to... You When you see people of color, there are certain things that you cannot do. Sorry for my English. <laughs> no worries, no worries. It's very good. <laughs> so for you personally, if I may ask, you don't have to answer if you don't want to share personal stuff. Mm, have you experienced microaggressions? And where is for you, if you say mm, you're not worried about sharing where you're from and your story, where is for you the line? What are the things that you don't want to answer? Okay. You know, everything is very personal. That's why I come in as a coach. You know, as a coach, um, you you are aware of many things and you, you build your self-confidence enough. And you know that people are different and people have different stories. As far as it doesn't create any sadness in me, I'm okay. And I come like... I always think about the person telling me certain things. I will not judge you or I don't take things personally if you are talking about me. So I, I've experienced a lot of microaggression. I'm aware of it because I know what is microaggressions. And I don't take it personally because I, sometimes I even laugh. Some people do it genuinely without bad intention. And some people are really racist. They judge you and they throw things at you. You know that they have in their mind, in their mind to to hurt you. But maybe somebody who is racist and who does it against me, I feel sorry for him. So I don't really take it personally. But sometimes I think it's necessary to correct the person, tell the person. It's not because it affects me, but sometimes it's just for his own education. That's where I react. But I went through a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. It happened very often. Mm, what do you say then to people? Like you said, you're feeling kind of sorry for people if they are really racist, basically. Yeah. But do you try to educate people when it's microaggressions? Uh, I have a lot of friends who are white people. And... I know that I'm friends with good people. So sometimes I know that they, they may say things, but I know their intention. When I think it's necessary for them to don't do the same thing to other person, it's happened that I say, oh, 
this is not good. You don't say that. They say, oh, sorry, that we don't mean it. And I say, ah, and sometimes I try to play the game. I say, okay, you say black people do this. I can tell you white people, I so, so, and so. I go to stereotype. And then they say, no, 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 you don't have to. And you see, that's how I educate them, but in a very cool way, mostly. But I don't do that often. Maybe once I know that mm, you shouldn't say that to another person. To me, it's okay, though, because I know his intention. I know that he's a good person. But if he says that out there, it may not be fair. And there are certain things that I don't take. This one, I may tell, I, may, I have to say it. Sometimes you can be friends to some white people and they'll say, oh, you are the good one. Do you get it? You are the good one. You are not like others. This one, mm -mm. now, <laughs> those are things I don't take. When it's like that, I say, ah, so how are others? You see? So those are some of the examples. I like you mean like uh, you're not like the other black people. Or, yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> okay. Thank you, Diana. Thank you, Francesca. Next week, the 19th of October, your workshop on microaggressions takes place and people can participate. Yes. They, you find all the information you need on the website onepeople.lu. There you can find the whole agenda, the whole calendar of all events in the framework of One People's Black History Month. Month. Yeah. Good luck with that workshop, Diana, and thanks a lot for coming back. Thank you. Thank you, Francesca. It was a pleasure. I really appreciate it. <laughs> and I'm waiting for people. Please come. I, I take the opportunity to call, to call all the social workers, all the parents who want to know so many things about microaggression. We are going to talk about it. It's going to be uh, 19th of October from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. We'll have a lot of things to do. It's going to be a fabulous workshop with me and Madeleine Yuji. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you, Diana. All right. Bye. That was Diana Tapé on our interview on local matters. We talked about her workshop on microaggressions in the framework of the Black History Month that is going to take place next week. That was Local Matters with Francisca Peschel every Tuesday to Thursday at 9.40 on City Radio, 102.9, 105.2, 87.8 and in our podcast on rscityradio.com.